Blog Talk Radio. VIP Ignite podcast. I'm your host, Deneen White. Today, I am so excited to introduce you to Dean Fabian. He is an actor and model who is someone who can face adversity better than anyone I've ever talked to. Hi, Dean. How are you today? I'm good, darling. How are you? I'm fantastic. Thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today. today. Yes, ma'am. Awesome. So this is going to be the fastest 30 minutes of your whole day. So can we start with you introducing yourself to the audience and telling us a little bit about yourself? Yeah. Uh, Hey, everybody. Uh, My name is Dean Fabian. Um, I live down in the south, Atlanta, Georgia. Um, I just recently got back into modeling and acting. Um, Had a few little gigs here and there, so trying to – Trying hard to get back at it. Awesome. So um, let me ask you a question. When did you first discover your passion for acting and modeling? It was actually when I was pretty young. Um, I did a lot of, uh, randomly did a lot of school plays (laughs) uh, in school, and I I had the natural nag for it, I guess, and – there, there's just something about it that I really like, I guess, pretending. <laughs> okay. That's awesome. So you're very creative at heart then. Yeah, I would say so. Awesome. Very cool. So um, I know when you wrote your biography, you talked about um, your football career. So you, you played football. So can you talk a little bit about how um, – your football career went, and then how that kind of was a segue also into acting? Yeah, so um, well, I've always been really athletic. Um, when I when I was in the ninth grade, I got a football scholarship for a private school uh, out close to Macon, Georgia. Um, it was really a sports scholarship because I played, I played – Football, baseball, soccer, I ran track, and I wrestled, um, along with martial arts that I've been doing since I was a kid. And um, oh my I had a scholarship. That's a lot of sports. <laughs> yeah, I've always been very active. Um, I had a football scholarship to go to the University of Georgia. Um, I got a spirit in my lower back, slipped three discs, sent the spinal nerve, and just pretty much ended my football career. Oh no. So you'd never be did you go to Georgia? Were you a bulldog or No ma'am, I wish I was. Roll time. Okay. <laughs> Bike. Okay. So what? Okay. I'm sorry. Well what happened after that? What happened after um after you hurt your back? Like how was like what did you do after that? Uh so once I got out of the hospital, I was um, – I, I didn't really know what to do with myself, actually. Uh, so I, I started going into the different things, trying to figure out, you know, what it is I was going to do with my life. And I was approached about going on a uh, TV series about football, uh, young young guys in football. 
Um, it was based at a high school. And shortly after I was told that I landed the role, my mother was diagnosed with stage four cervical cancer. And um, uh, being the only male in my family, um, I kind of dropped everything and went straight to work to make as much money as quick as I could. So uh, that's when I started doing iron work. Okay. So, um, what was your journey after that? So you started doing iron work, um, and I know that like you, you've traveled all over the country doing a lot of different things, right? You've traveled, you've done a lot of traveling with work, correct? Oh yeah, I've traveled all over the world, really. Um, So when I, I was, I did, I was an iron worker for about. I don't know, from 18 to about 20. Um, when I turned 20, uh, I had an old foreman of mine, an old boss, called me and asked me to go offshore with him. Uh, so I did, and I was in Alaska. I stayed in Alaska for about four years, um, and every oh. time my shift, my hitch was over, I would just travel to somewhere I wanted to go see. I didn't have a family at the time, okay. so it worked out great. Um, okay. So that's now, how I was able to kind of see the world. Okay. Now, how do you feel doing all of that travel help will either help you or will help you as an actor? Well, um, I'm actually bilingual. Uh, I can I can speak uh, a little bit of French. My wife is Hispanic, so I'm I'm pretty good at Spanish, <laughs> and um, <laughs> I speak a little Italian. Um, just picking up those different cultures from around the world and being able to use those influences to my uh, to boost my career, my acting, I, I just think it helps well round me out, I guess. Awesome. I love that. So what is it about acting in particular that really fires you up? Because I know um, something I've learned over doing the podcast and the more people that I interview – the people that are the most successful just have an innate love for acting or for modeling or for music. So what is it about acting that like, you're like, I love this. And when you wake up in the morning, you want to do more. Something about so growing up, I had a rough childhood and uh, something about being able to escape and be someone else, even if it's just for a moment and, you know, release those, those real life tensions that you have is is something that you know you can't you can't replace it you know it's mm-hmm. to me it's to me it's phenomenal i mean i i love it I, and i love the challenge of it i love you know having to condition for different roles and and really push yourself and push your you know push your limitations to as far as you can okay that's awesome so um what has what is the favorite what is your favorite role that you've done since you've been acting? Like, is there a role that you're like, I just nailed that and I loved it? I was a boxer, um, and and I uh, I had a little supporting role and I was a boxer and um, on on set I had to I had to and knocked out the lead role guy, <laughs> and uh, it, it was just funny how it happened and. Uh, I don't know. I just remember that being one of my favorite moments. Not, not the <laughs> actual 
boxing match, but just everything in general with it. I mean, it was it was just an all around good. I got to do something that I love. I've always been competitive, and uh, the the lead uh, the lead actor in the movie was he was really cool about it. So it was a student film. It was real fun. <laughs> That sounds good. so the supporting supporting actor in a boxing film knocks out lead lead after that that that's a great title for um for an article about the movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he was awesome. kind of embarrassed because you know supposedly he was been boxing for a long time and I've been in martial arts for for a really long time so it was fun mm-hmm. it was it it had a lot nice. of. That's uh, all- a lot of potential. Okay, that's fantastic. I, that's a story that um, when you ever, whenever you write your resume or you have to tell a story about yourself, you should definitely tell that story because that story will make you stand out from everyone else. Because how many people can say that? I love that story. That's that's, well, that's one of my new favorite stories that I've gathered on the podcast. I'm not going to lie to you. <laughs> well, another one uh, is actually what. Wasn't on set of a movie, but it, it happened to me in real life. Uh, actually, while I was in Alaska, and it's it's really a story that everybody asked me about. Um, and it's it's weird because it, it's kind of it has you know things to do with Eskimos in Alaska. Uh, I was actually stabbed in the stomach by Eskimo when I was working in Alaska in the oil field. So everybody what? was like, "Wait, what?" They stabbed you with a whalebone. What happened? I got to know this story. So <laughs> it's all. <laughs> yeah, you need to tell us that story now, Dean. No, you can't hold back. You can't, that's, you can't give us a teaser. <laughs> so when uh, in Alaska, <laughs> we, I, was on, I was on a rig, a jack-up rig in the Alaska Peninsula, and uh, it was called Spartan 151. And uh, we were docked in a village at the time. Uh, we were doing maintenance to our living quarters, so our, our everybody that was on our rig was actually living down in the village at this little makeshift hotel that they had. Um, uh-huh. And one evening, we were in the middle of a blizzard, actually. It was a phase three blizzard. It was The wind was blowing about 80 miles an hour. Uh, you really couldn't see your hand in front of your face. Um, oh, wow. But we had an emergency happen on the rig. And to where the bathrooms have backed up, and we had to move everything out of the offset floor. So we were taking some stuff down to the village. And I had grabbed some stuff out of the bathroom, and I was taking it down to the laundromat that was in the village that we had one guy stationed at. And mm-hmm. um, on the way down, uh, I turned this corner, and the laundromat was at the end of this. Uh, long alleyway. It was probably about 45 yards. It had one little light at the end of it. And I turned the corner. This guy stood up and he was sitting on these steps at the, right there at the beginning of the alleyway. He stood up. We bumped into each other. Uh, you know, I apologize being, you know, being from the South. You know, I, you know, my bad, man. I'm sorry. And I went on about mm-hmm. my business. Uh, took a couple of steps and I felt something warm down in my boot. And I was like, what? What is that? So huh? I pulled my boot off, and there's blood just everywhere. And I was like, I know this man did not just stab me. So I start feeling around, and on my right side, on my abdomen, um, I, I started feeling around, and my finger actually went in there. And I was like, oh, well, 
my shirt and I shoved it down in there. I tore off another piece and I held it over it and I walked down to the laundromat, told the guy what happened in the laundromat. He freaks out. He's way worse than I am. Uh, this is actually about the, this, this is actually my third or fourth time being stabbed at this point. Um, what? On a, on a different occasion. And, yeah, um, <laughs> yeah and, um, so anyways, we, he, you know, he's freaking out. We're walking, we walk back to the rig and the rig takes me into the medic bay. The, the medic that we have supposedly is an army vet. Okay. Uh, he walks in, mm-hmm. they wake him up. He walks into the room and I lift up my shirt and I pull this rag basically it was a rag it was a piece of my shirt that i tore off and i pull it out well when he sees it come out and the blood just start flowing this dude hits the floor passes out cold i'm like no <laughs> the medic passed out? i was like yeah he passed flap out i was like you've got what? to be kidding me right now so <laughs> I, like, I was like you know what here, okay <laughs> so i was like okay you know that's that's cool so I grab some golf and I some golf and I just shove it down in there and I grab some uh, some other golf and lay it across the top, put some tape on it. So and they get Coast Guard on the horn. Well, the Coast Guard is actually dealing with an oil tanker that has broken loose from its tow rope that's getting pushed against sharp rocks. So they can't come get okay. the time. So I waited seventeen and a half hours until the uh, until I could get medevac out into a hospital. I went into surgery. Uh, I did three and a half hours in surgery. Um, I came out. I was there for a couple of days. They were like, okay, well, you know, what do you want? We're going to send you back to the rig. And I was like, what? I, I was like, okay, whatever. Uh, they were like, you know, just hang out, eat, enjoy yourself, and still get paid. I was like, well, okay, then that, that sounds all right. So they put me in the okay. top of the in the top of the oil rig in the living quarters where the company man, which is the guy that's over the whole rig. Um, they're kind of the nicer quarters, also. Um, of so they put me up there, and the company. After a couple of days gone by, and the company man noticed that he stopped seeing me so much, and he come in and check with me, and infection has actually set in at this point because. Whenever the guy cut me, he cut into my intestines, and they just happened to be leaking, you know, all that bad stuff. So uh, infection set in. He came in, oh and I was trying to sit up at the time that he walked in the door. Well, my side is already green, yellow, purple, <gasps> and all this. Oh my so when goodness. I set up, yeah, when my when I set up, my side popped actually, and they oh like squirted out on the floor. He freaks out. They have a helicopter out there for Did me. Did he pass out? Because he's had like five people pass out so far. He, he no, he didn't pass out. Uh, he, <laughs> he, comes, he has a helicopter for me in 15 minutes, and I'm like, well, that was nice. Better than the first time, 17 and a half hours. So they put me back <laughs> in the surgery. Uh, they take out five and a half, or five feet of my intestines is what they took out. Uh, because it was nicked in different places. And um, I come out of surgery again. I'm in there for a couple more days. And they're like, okay, you know, what, what do you want to do? You want to go back to the rig? I'm like, hell no. You only put me back on that rig. I was like, <laughs> I was like, y'all fly me home. Y'all send my butt back to Georgia. 
So they're like, okay. So I, I stay there for another, I think it was another two days I was there uh, till I was cleared to, you know, fly home. And um, they flew me first class, which was nice. But they flew me from Homer, Alaska to Kenai, Alaska, from Kenai to Anchorage, from Anchorage to Seattle, Washington, from Seattle to Denver, Colorado, from Denver, Colorado to Houston, Texas, from Houston, Texas to New Orleans. Well, my truck was in New Orleans at the time because the company that I worked for always flew all their guys out of New Orleans. So when I got in New Orleans, there was supposed to be a guy there to, you know, help me grab my bag because I was on a lifting restriction and everything else. Well, oh boy, you think you lost a couple feet of intestines. What? Nobody was there to help me with my bag. So I'm just waiting and waiting and waiting. Finally, 45 minutes go by, and I'm like, ah, I'm going home. Ain't nobody got time for this. So I reach down, and I pick up my bag. Well, when I reach down, I ripped out uh, four of my stitches again. So here I am, bleeding again. I was like, okay. So at this point, I'm fed up with, with all of this. I'm I'm just done with it. So I go on to my truck. I open up my toolbox. I grab me some old super glue and some duct tape. I open it up, pour some super glue across it, hold it shut, put a piece of duct tape across, and I drive my ass back to Georgia. (laughs) (laughs) That's the craziest story I've ever heard in my whole entire life, and I've heard some crazy stories. Yeah, a lot of people like that story. A lot of people are just like, wait, huh? Alaska, Eskimo, what they do? You know what you you need you to do? <laughs> yeah, I, the part that gets me is you got stabbed and you didn't even know you got stabbed until the blood was running down. Like that's the, I, I'm trying, I'm trying to figure this out. You need to turn that into a screenplay. <laughs> yeah, you think so? Huh? Like, yeah, I think I think we need to work together to get that on paper because that's like one of those movies. Like, no one would believe it's true. And they'd be like, what? Stop it right now. Like, that's the craziest thing as I've ever heard. As long as I get the big I mean, role from... in it, I'm happy. <laughs> Absolutely. Starring Dean Fabian as himself. That would be awesome. That's, that's, <laughs> a, that's the craziest story. See, I, wow. That's, that's all. I mean, that, like, yep. I titled this that you face adversity head on, but you just gave a whole new amount of, like, you just opened that up so much more than I ever thought it would be. <laughs> that's that's crazy. That's the craziest story. So really, we're very, I'm very lucky to have you here on the podcast because how many people would survive all of that? It's it's definitely uh, it was definitely a challenge. I give you that. That's, yeah, I would say so. Okay, well, after facing all of that. Um, and now you're going to be an act. Now you're um, attempting to get back into acting and modeling. So, um, a question for you: What is something that's holding you back from achieving your goal at this moment? Basically, just getting getting known, getting my name out there, and you know, getting getting the I guess I don't know if you call it publicity, but the notice that I need to to get in front of the right people. Okay. Well, you're, I mean, you're in the right place right now. So um, let's see here. How did you hear about VIP Ignite? Actually, I think y'all had a Instagram ad, I think it was, um, that I was looking through. 
and uh, I did a lot of research. I kept looking. I kept digging, and um, it, was, it was all good reviews, um, and I just kept watching a couple other things that y'all were doing, and I was like, you know what? It, it can't hurt. I like what they're doing, so let's give it a shot. That's awesome. I'm excited to um, get to meet you. So are you going – are you signed up to go to one of our events? Are you going to New York? Are you going to Los Angeles? I am. I'll be going to New York uh, December 5th, I believe it is. That's awesome. Have you been to oh, – you've traveled all over the world, so I'm sure you've been to New York. I have been to New York. Uh, okay, awesome. <laughs> yeah, fantastic today. So um, what are you most looking forward to about going to our events? Uh, just really just getting to know people, just mingling and, and meeting people that, it, you know, that are in the industry that have been doing this longer than I have and would be able to provide some guidance and, you know, be able to, to pick brains and gather the knowledge. Awesome. Yeah, that's fantastic. So, Dean, is your family supportive of you um, pursuing your goals of being an actor or model? My wife definitely is, um, and my my parents, my sisters, and them, they actually don't really know much about it yet. Uh, haven't okay. really told them anything. Okay. That's awesome. So um, is there a particular actor that you look up to that you're like, wow, this person's career inspires me? There's a few. Um I really like, and I'm, this is kind of corny, I guess, uh, Dwayne, the Rob Johnson, you know, Seven Bucks, uh, Seven mm-hmm. Bucks Studios, I think is the name of his company. Um, okay. Yeah, he, he can't, he, he, he too went through a lot of adversities and, um, you know, look where he is now. So. Yeah. Yeah. He's definitely like really changed a lot of things. Like I know, um, there's this one speech that he gave to, I forget, I think it was the Lakers maybe. Like not only is he an actor, or, or he, I mean, he's a good actor. He's very entertaining. But he's also like someone who's super inspirational. Like I, there's he has this speech that he gave to, I think I'm pretty sure it was the Lakers. And every time yeah, I, I know listen to that, I'm about. like, yeah, or, like when you listen to it, aren't you like, okay, let me go conquer the whole world today. So that's, that's <laughs> awesome. Yeah. So since he's your inspiration, a, that leads me to God. And there's a few other ones that that really inspire me. Uh, you no, know, Denzel Washington. You know, he's he's a huge influence, man. I I love everything that he is in. He's a phenomenal actor. Um, mm-hmm. And Ryan Reynolds, we kind of got the same personality as far as uh, as how we. And how we like to pick on people and how sarcastic he is and everything else. That's awesome. So, question I have for you. Um, is there a certain group of people that you want to inspire by being an actor? I wouldn't say a certain group. Um, I would say I would say anybody and everybody that has been through something that that has had a passion that they haven't been able to reach 
in life yet due to, you know, whatever circumstances they have gone through. Um, you know, I, I've been stabbed four times. You know, I've I fought to the nail my entire life. And, you know, I, I just want to show them that no matter what you go through, it, it doesn't mean that you can't do what you want to do in life. That's awesome. Uh, you have children, so I'm sure you want to inspire your children as well, right? I do. I got four. I got two boys and two yeah. girls. I just had my last little girl, July 26th. I hope that's right because my wow. wife will kill me. Well, we're going to say <laughs> it's right. And if not, I wish I could edit that part out if it's not. So if it's not, we'll have to do, we'll have to redo the whole podcast. You have to tell your story again because I, I can't have your wife being mad at you for having the wrong date of your, your, your daughter's wrong birth date. <laughs> Oh, she'll be all right. She knows I can't remember dates. I know. Nothing. <laughs> I know. That's I'm just joking. So um, let's see here. So are you ready for the trick question of the podcast? This is my favorite question to ask people. All right. Let's hear it. Okay. So when you become successful in the entertainment industry, you're probably going to be featured on the cover of a magazine. So if you could choose any magazine to be featured on, what magazine would you choose and why would you choose it? I would probably say Men's Health. Um, okay. You know, that, like I said, I've always been really active, um, even from a young kid. Uh, and I've always wanted to inspire people to be better than they were the day before. So rather that's, you know, just eating a little bit better or, you know, getting to the gym or even just cutting out some sugar or, or whatever it might be. Um, you know, I just want to inspire. So. Awesome. That's awesome. Well, I have a feeling that you're going to inspire a lot of people, Dean. You definitely need to get that story written down on paper, though, so you can, like, get that, like, produced somewhere <laughs> so people can hear that. Because that, that's a, like... That's a phenomenal. That's a phenomenal story, and the fact that you lived through all of that—it's amazing. That that just shows what a like what a fighting spirit you actually have. So that's phenomenal. Well, Dean, I want to thank you so much for taking the time to be on the podcast today. I can't wait to meet yes, you ma'am. in New thank York in a couple of months. Oh my gosh, you're so welcome. So, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Thank you for being inspirational, and I can't wait to hang out with you in New York in a couple of months. I look forward to seeing you, darling. Awesome. You have a fantastic day. Thank you so much. Yes, yes, ma'am. You too. Thanks. Bye. Bye. I want to thank everyone so much for taking the time to listen to the VIP Ignite podcast. If you enjoyed my conversation with Dean, please make sure you hit subscribe to the VIP Ignite podcast. We can be found on iTunes, Stitcher, or anywhere the podcast can be found. And if you are interested in learning more about how to become an actor, a model, or a musician, and you are interested in attending one of our live networking events, please go to our website at ammsociety.com where you can get registered for our next live webinar and learn everything that we can offer you. Thank you so much and have a great day.